I guess I was brought up trying to ignore them, but learning how to work with them, what they are, as being transformative. So, yeah, uh, for the essay, the criteria for winning, I think they've got originality, breadth of ideas, some other criteria, but you know. Whenever I get obsessed with the, the rules to win a game, you know, it's very easy. I don't want to get competitive that way. I want to work on something that's actually longer term, more meaningful. And brings back some juice into my PhD work because I have gone through my analysis. And I'm at this stage uh, going to start writing up from, next, from this month uh, some of the, the findings. Uh, obviously this is an illusion because I've been writing stuff and I've been podcasting about it so it's not like it's a clear-cut new stage but the point here is I've got some data about emotions in a specific domain but I also want to take the philosophical leap because that's always been the, the aim of the PhD people might forget this but the whole thing is you know supposed to be a doctorate in philosophy and I don't want to just yet shrink things down to the scientific I do this in the day job I I do this when I'm scared as well you know just look at what we know more firmly but when I'm brave I want to look at some philosophical questions that are yet to be answered right so the entry for now, I think I want to take a look at um, the aspects of my PhD that are relevant, but also add something that's still an open discussion. So that's the, I'm probably going to name the, uh, the essay, uh, Can AI Meditate? Or something like that. Because uh, if you listen to the previous podcast episode, so this will be a culmination of my thinking. Uh, I want to basically showcase how emotions are uh, kind of integrative. They have a bodily aspect, so some of the literature on that, how cover, uh, they have a cognitive footprint. You know, they're about something. Uh, you know, this might be broadly understood, you know, gut feelings or heart, you know, following your heart type thing. Um, and then they are about something in your environment, so a reaction to it, to the being in the world. And I want to then integrate all of that with some of the neo-Maslowian 
full being, wholeness, wholeness, and integrate itself um, beyond the need of self. Uh, I personally, in the context, place called placefulness, so that feeling of being one uh, with your surroundings, and then linking that to the broader concept of topophilia, so love for you know positive feelings towards a place. Uh, that relate to wanting to stay close to that closeness. And obviously in my PhD I've broken this down further. Uh, so I'll keep mentioning the data that I've got when it's reduced to a scientific problem, but then always bounce back to the, to the philosophical. Uh, because I think that some of these aspects that I'm studying the most subjective, so things like place identity and place attachment, they're very human. Um, so why would why would a machine have that? How would? It's also the why and the how. I'm not gonna you know, pretend to be an expert in AI, but I think also fundamentally between this discussion, I can see the same thing. The Kahneman view of the world where you know, there's biases that we've got and we should try to be more rational whenever we can on the one side. So that's like kind of the AI view. It's should we live like a scientist that can run uh, multiple and multiple statistical analyses on the world to understand it better? Uh, obviously, at scale, that's AI, artificial intelligence, because you can do it fast. And through this kind of process you get to understand the world better or would you be better off using intuitions and expert intuitions over time as you learn which is kind of the Gerenzer view of the world that I've reviewed in my literature so then fast and frugal uh, trees being superior as they integrate loads of information and then synthesize it into one cube difference you know give you one good reason to make a decision so I think between those two there is a, an integration that I've taken and then I would take this and then what does it mean for the field of advancing uh, artificial intelligence, which is great as a tool. in the way that, that we're conscious and then I can add some literature uh, again extremes extreme views of, uh, from reductionism to panpsychism and then how in the middle actually uh, a view that's not traditional in Western philosophy but very much uh, accessible if you practice uh, Eastern meditation practicing is the, the feeling of the one gets of their being in the world beyond a problem solver in your identity that is uh, very much similar to a problem solver that AI is like, even if it can do it way better. But ultimately, it's the dissemination, the, the essentially 
AI is pulling out essences of thoughts and explicit thoughts that humans have had and then combine and recombine but there is still not a full being that one can experience because that feeling and the emotion of what I call playfulness is now I'm waffling a bit, I'm trying to look for something I think it's going to be a a lot of work to write this up a bit more linearly because uh, it's made sense in my head because it's an experience I might be able to explain it that's an interesting one uh, but I think fundamentally worth talking here about the new Turing test that's higher than just the rationalism one because uh, ultimately Turing uh, would have accepted, let's say in the thought experiment that he proposed, that if AI gets good at lying, which is a cognitive process, then it would be good at being a human, right? It can outmaneuver us, so that's why. And that's where all of our fears come from. But I think this is the ultimate test that I would put. If an AI could have a sense of its own being in the world through the practice of meditation it can demonstrate that and maybe there is no fear of the ethical alignment because I think we've rarely seen examples of well actually that's not true we've seen examples of you that they're great meditators and manipulate so that's also you know a concern but, but I think there is it's such a higher bar by definition that you know, would AI be able to meditate compared to would be able to just pretend to be human? Because pretending is just imitation, learning through imitation, basic kind of heuristical rule of thumb, which is still, you know, that one level up from logical rationalism, which is just following explicit and very structured instructions. So there is some form of creativity there. But then, I think it's interesting to take in then the the debate between the meditation of the practice schools on the one side uh, those that are about focusing which are quite akin to the, the rationalist ones where you would focus attention on something and train the mind to relax in that way versus the direct approach as it's called or the more um, uh, relaxing into full awareness broader than the cognitive problem solver awareness that then feels like you're connected with the rest of the world so I've got loads of writing to do on this topic to make it work, but it's also going to reinvigorate me to uh, write for the conference I'm preparing for in October. There will naturally be an October conference where the place focus takes over and then finish off the drafts by December when the essay deadline is due. Uh, and it would just be interesting to see how the, the courses that I've signed up to 
outside of the academic training would help. Uh, find up to a, a mindfulness course uh, with, uh, with Oxford University, the Oxford Mindfulness Center, uh, just to continue furthering my practice, which uh, you know, I've done for nine years, and I didn't used to like talking about it. I used to be in vogue, uh, I used to do it just to deal with stress, but uh, over time, it seems to have, uh, you know, like anything, it develops. And it's not as uh, esoteric as it sounds like just because of the stereotypes that we have of the Eastern culture, but it's just another way of approaching the mind. We are genuinely people interested in studying the mind, we should, we should live that way too. It just so happens to be naturally more intuitive to me, so I'm not gonna claim that it's like an either or, but it's just I don't have more than one lifetime to get good at stuff, and I'm just gonna have to do the things that come more naturally and accept where. I'm just not going to be as helpful as I can be, just because of certain dispositions. So I'm fine with that. There's people that would be able to build AI, right? And then there's going to be those of us that try to make sense of how the hell this thing integrates with our daily lives as people, you know, and to take it to the very practical. In my day job, I watch people still uh, not be listened to when they say that, you know, basic login details are wasting their time. And at the same time, you have the disparity of others dreaming up a technical utopia where you have a, a machine that's better than a human. So there's, there's definitely something wrong going there. I'm not going to even pretend to not have a, a bias view in that sense. So I'll have to make sure when I argue in the essay that I'm clear about this and it being biased actually sometimes is the appropriate thing. We want the most biased test against uh, general artificial intelligence rather than the most um, easy one to pass from those that have a uh, personal or commercial interest to make this thing be real. Because we obviously know how it works, it's called conflict of interest, so why should we pretend to have an unbiased view which doesn't exist anyway? So, um, obviously the essay goes through a triple, triple blind peer review, so we can have an intersubjective view of it, but I will not pull my punches, uh, because I frankly believe some people have lost their minds, and that's why they think that an AI can have a mind like their own because they've lost their minds. They've lost their connection with the world. If you sit in front of a screen and think all day, it's very likely that your idea of a test for what's full being or general intelligence is um, it's, uh, it's that. You know, it's, it's just thinking through logical steps on a screen. But yeah, that's the the language part. Uh, 
and thankfully I didn't grow up just knowing one language, I could think in Bulgarian and I think in English, so I know languages, not able to fully translate certain experiences in geographer very much know that, so boundedness by context uh, means general machines, general processing machines are only helpful to a certain extent, but then they help us define what's still helpful. good start but then I'll, I'll need to see how I'm going to write this uh, so that it uh, keeps me pushing forward in my PhD rather than being a, a side concern because I don't think it's a side concern. I, I never wanted to ask people in my PhD about place. I, I was always interested in decision making and experience. It, ju it just so happens that talking about place is the most general thing you can do and people identify with places so much that it's a nice Trojan horse to get people to talk about deeply philosophical topics without them getting all existential and self-reflective so that you can't really get to see their views about the important questions in life. Uh, I doubt I'd be able to use that in my defense of the PhD, but I guess I'll have to do the usual where I would uh, make sure that the everyday expression, generalizations, and philosophizing of the ideas then gets limited to the context then of, of what data I got and then the rest would continue as a research program because I'm not going to be there claiming that from 19 participants I've discovered all this stuff. Of course all of it is reading and following and doing you know, practical research every day with uh, hundreds and hundreds of, of people and observing and interacting their everyday lives. So, yeah, uh, I also I don't want to get trapped into defending myself against just the academic view which is which produces very clean uh, methodological view but then obviously there are just less reps that the people do in, in doing research whereas I'm on an ever increasing treadmill doing more and more. Anyway that's a topic for another